welcome to Base Camp for Men. I'm your host, Tony Rezac. This is the show that gives you insights and resources on how to live a more courageous life. We'll be looking at men, the current state of masculinity, and how to create a more inspiring narrative for all men. Welcome and let's get started. Welcome all you base campers. I would like to start off by welcoming you regardless of your political orientation. So welcome liberals, conservatives, libertarians, Christians, ex-liberals, atheists. All of you are welcome here at base camp inside of this and all future conversations that we have on the show. This show has and will always stand for our spiritual development and it is a stand for your spiritual development as well. And right now things are not what you think they are. This much I can promise you. It seems the divine God, great spirit, Christ, however you conceive the divine, is asking us to let go, to let go of all black and white thinking, for this bifurcation seems to be the one last hurdle in our collective awakening, masks versus no masks, vaccinated versus not vaccinated, Trump lover versus Trump hater, the so-called anons with their awareness of what has lurked in the shadows versus the normies thinking all this shit is crazy. None of these divides will survive what is coming, not one. For the truth that has arrived at our shore is a mythic and ancient one. There is no quote-unquote other over there that you are projecting onto. There is just one of us here. This awareness is spreading like wildfire through the human mythic imagination, burning all illusion that touches it. Our future, yours and mine, depends on the in-between spaces now. Black and white thinking is a thing of the past, a characteristic of the ego, and the ego is being transcended as we speak. There seems to be some ancient wisdom that is drawing us near. Personally, the best I can do is have a novice mystic mindset. That is to say, be humble. Don't cherish opinions right now, especially my own. Tread lightly, be fluid, which of course means shedding the ego. How do you shed the ego? Cease to cherish your opinions, for they are forming the very last prison cell in your liberation. Let's go speak with my guest today. We talk about the white hat perspective, what it means for humanity, and the power and relevance of tapping into the higher self. This is the first half of a two-part interview. Enjoy. Matthew Marnitz is a mystic, intuitive, and spiritual teacher. He teaches people how to differentiate one's lower self, also known as ego, from our higher self using one-on-one coaching and a variety of spiritual techniques. Here is my two-part interview with Matthew Marnitz. All right, I am here with Matthew Marnitz, mystic thought leader, uh, Bitcoiner, futurist, Matthew Marnitz. Matthew, welcome to Basecamp for Men. It is great to have you on the show. Hey, thanks, Tony. It's good to be here. Yeah, you know, I, I we have a mutual friend, uh, Howard, who introduced me to you, and I've been following your work on Telegram, and I knew you were an intuitive and that you were an early Bitcoin adopter. We'll, we'll get into some of that. Uh, but one of the things that had me reach out recently is you posted uh, what I would consider a white hat perspective. Now, for the listeners, you know, I've sort of tapped into this at times. I did a, a couple of episodes on on what the Q information was was leading to. I've spoken about uh, Patel Patriots devolution, which unpacks a lot of this kind of white hat perspective. Um, and I just thought, hey, here's a guy who's got who is a mutual, we have a mutual friend and I just love your writing and you're just in a lot of the spaces that I think are deep right now, including Bitcoin. Um, And so I guess the first question I wanted to ask you was just like, where, where are we with some of this stuff? Like your, your post talked all about, 
you know, uh, things that might be coming up. Um, and, you know, it was a bit cryptic, a bit Q-like in its in its post, but also you were filling in some blanks just using your own intuition of what, what we might be upon. Um, I've spoken about devolution and and the and the possibility that we are very much in contingency government and that the military is 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 in control, even though the the normies are still awakening and and we really don't. There has not been a full full press to disclosure about any of that. So some of this is just we're we're looking at the tea leaves together and saying, you know, what's really going on and what might be going on in these kind of spaces that people are not seeing that you're picking up on with the inputs that you're seeing. So I guess I just wanted to start off with, you know, what, what are you noticing? What, what about this kind of white hat perspective that, that uh, people are talking about in certain circles um, and how does it relate to, you know, kind of the larger awakening right now? Yeah, great. Um, so, so just to kind of add a little context and, and background that, that I, I feel gives me a unique perspective on, on you know on what's going on with the white hats and, mm-hmm. and I guess the world in general, um, you know back in uh, back in 2011 I had a, a I would say a pretty major spiritual awakening, um, which also consisted of uh, waking up to to um, you know all the all the atrocities going on in the world and and you know the fact that we're we're being controlled and and uh and many of us don't even realize that we're slaves to this uh you know to, to the system so uh so waking up to all that i um i learned uh, about a um a technique um that dolores cannon pioneered which uh allows me to put people into a relaxed uh you know meditative or hypnotic type of state and uh not only you know can can you do past life regressions and tap into people's um, or even future lives for that matter, uh, in this state. But, uh, you can also, um, talk to that part of us, which knows, uh, which is aware of all our past lives, which is aware of the path that we're heading, all our decisions and choices, um, any agreements we made before incarnating onto the planet. Um, and basically the, the collective consciousness, you know, where is humanity at? And, uh, and be able to tap into the, the wisdom of our higher self and and in many cases i would say a majority of the cases it it feels in these sessions that i do feels like i'm talking to to say jesus or buddha i mean it's Mm. very it's very wise uh and and, uh, you know it's just it's an amazing technique and and so what happened was i started you know in these sessions different um different themes started coming up and, and many of these these ideas and themes were, were not even coming from people that consciously were aware of these these topics. And, uh, you know, one of them was that we were going through this uh, great awakening. Um, humanity is is waking up and, we're, you know, we're going to go through these massive changes and awaken spiritually. And, and you know, there's going to be um, a whole disclosure and, you know, we're going to find out about our star brothers and star sisters and all all kinds of things like this. And, um so um, and then I started, you know, I started looking around on the Internet to see, you know, in, in different places, to see who else was talking about this. And I started coming across uh, military insiders. <laughs> yeah. I can't even remember how I got there, but I started, you know, and this is back in 20, 2012, um, you know, and, and, you know, of course, I came across David Wilcox who was also talking about this and uh, and just the information that I was getting in these sessions uh, was matching up. With, mm-hmm. with 
everything that was being said. Yeah. And, uh, you know, over the years, I've kind of uh, I've kind of amassed this, this not only this body of work through all the the sessions that I've done, probably four or five hundred of these sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but uh, also, I you know, I've I've learned to through discernment and, and you know, just trial and error. I've I've learned to, to follow the, the people that are, are nailing things, you know, most yeah. of the time. Uh, there's always going to be disinformation and misinformation. I don't think we should ever be totally confident about you know the information we're receiving yeah. we should always question it but um but when when i what i'm able to do is take that information like a, a astrology you know uh intuitives other psychics for example mm-hmm. um even you know even people you know i follow even christian prof you know prophecies things mm-hmm. like that you know it doesn't i don't i don't care where i'm getting the information from you can find truth anywhere mm-hmm. um you know as long as it's coming from their higher self they're, they're you're gonna you're going to come, you know, you're going to f- figure it out and it, it doesn't matter, you know, what your belief system is in, in most of these cases. So, so I've taken this information and, and all these different sources and I kind of bounced it off of the what I get in my sessions and, um, and see what lines up. And so uh, much of the, you know, when QAnon came onto the scene, that, that, that blew my mind. <laughs> like, uh, you know, the stuff that QAnon was talking about was very much in alignment with, you know, a lot of this, the information that I'm getting in the sessions, uh, you know, and he, there was even a point where, you know, somebody asked a question about ETs to QAnon mm-hmm. and uh, they confirmed that, yes, life exists outside of this planet. So they basically we had a type of disclosure, you know, that is, if you believe that QAnon is is a is a government, you know, working with the government in some way. So we've already had disclosure to that extent mm-hmm. if, if, if you believe that so, mm-hmm. so yeah so that's where i find out most most of my information and you know these sessions they're they're also mind-blowing and uh, you know um it, it's like i'm being trained <clears throat> in every one of these sessions it's like i'm being trained by um you know masters absolutely um, you know you know what's funny is is the uh you know, I, when, when Q stuff, you know, I, I'd been nosing around, oh God, everything for so many years, like, just like, you know, trying to piece it together, uh, you know, what was really going on with things. Um, and, you know, when the Q stuff dropped, you know, I, I, I got privy to it fairly early and then mm-hmm. I was already doing the podcast and I was, you know, I was like, you know, should I do something on this or, you know, and one of the things that was brilliant about the Q drops was that they were very cryptic, but they gave enough information that the Anons, all the citizen journalists would take it like a dog on a bone. And all of a sudden there would be, you know, a dozen different videos and information and really thoughtful pieces put out on the drop itself. So, um, and I thought, wow, what a brilliant sort of information war tactic to drop truth out there and let the citizens grab it and flesh it out for the population. Um, And then the fact that the mainstream media, which is so corrupt um, and is, is desperately trying to keep everybody in the dark, they're not doing a very good job. They're failing miserably, actually, as more and more people wake up. But they started, you know, really discrediting everything Q. Everything was blamed on these crazy Q people. And I'm like, that's when you know that you're onto something when the mainstream media is just attacking you all over the place. Um, but then w- one of the things that I really appreciate through it all was Patel Patriot's devolution. I know you've read that as well. That to me 
seemed like a really measured uh, approach to a lot of the information. Now, they're not affiliated with one another that we know of yet, but Patel Patriot really was much more left brain, much more logical. So somebody that was like, oh, I, I don't want to follow these this cryptic drop and these crazy things that people are putting out there because it's really outside of my comfort zone. But here comes Patel Patriot and they hear devolution two or three times and all of a sudden they're clicking on it going, Whoa, this makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I don't think Donald Trump is stupid and does things willy-nilly. I he he may have set this up. He they, maybe they knew about foreign interference way before because of the NSA and 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 uh the space force and all the different uh uh input signals they get from different sources. And huh, and then I just think Patel Patriot really helped flesh out the white hat perspective for people that were maybe like, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to open up the Q, you know, rabbit hole, but Hey, what's this guy saying on Substack? This seems reasonable. And I can like study this and I don't get triggered. I think it was, I think it was more of a disclosure of white hat perspective for a broader group, or at least a group that maybe got, uh, was where the Q stuff was a little more off-putting. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, and by, by the way, for the record, I'm I'm actually not familiar with uh, uh, Patel. De, de, <laughs> but, devolution, yeah, yeah. But I am familiar with devolution. I've heard that term before, so yeah, I'm familiar with that. So he um, he ba- he basically um, took a different tact. He basically took all the moves that Trump made as uh, leading up to the 2020 uh, election, mm-hmm. all all the executive orders. And he looked at it almost like a chess game and said, look who he appointed here. Look, he appointed uh, Ezra Watnick Cohen over to the special forces. He's taken uh, the Navy and the Air Force, all the space operations and moved him under space force. This is what this here's what this could mean. Um, So he really fleshed out the moves that Trump made. Um, and then sort of painted a picture of what could actually be going on. And I thought it was really well done. Um, and it doesn't mean that you 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 read that and go, for sure, everything he's saying is true, but it definitely gets you leaning into the conversation going, ha, huh, this could this could actually be contingency government. Um, these are the signs. Here's the tea leaves that he's saying. Um, you're taking a more intuitive approach. He was taking kind of looking at all the evidence that was in there in executive orders and who he appointed to what posts as he was leaving office uh, and the election of 2020, which is a little different approach. But I thought it filled in um, that the kind of white hat perspective in a way that the Q drops didn't because it was there was a lot of misinformation. The mainstream media was doing their darndest to keep people away from it. Right, right, right. And, uh, you know, what What I thought, you know, the more that the mainstream media, by the way, that they attacked QAnon and tried to, to label anybody that was following it as white supremacist racist, the more yeah. the more I knew it was on to something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, because they, you know, in the post and anybody that hasn't read any of the QAnon posts, it's, you know, it's very much talking about unity. Mm. And, you know, and, and never once have I ever read anything that was racist in there or anything like no. that. It was very much explaining that we need to, to be in unity if we're gonna if we're gonna win this spiritual war, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so, and, and the other thing I liked, like you said, you know how QAnon asked questions, and in my line of work, um, 
what I've learned is if you want somebody to pull that information from their higher self rather than their lower self, which is also known as the ego, right? Mm, right. You know, ego is your mind and the higher self is coming from, well, let's just say at the higher place in the ether, your soul, whatever you, you want to call it. And uh, if you want to get somebody to pull that information from a higher place, you get you ask a question and you get them to kind of repeat that question in their mind. And then that pulls the information instead of trying to push information on them, which then engages their their brain. Mm. And uh, and that doesn't always work out for you because the brain, you know, the ego is trying to survive. So it's going to be resistant to any new information. Yeah, that's so true. That's beautifully said. You know, speaking of ego, I wanted to ask you a question about Donald Trump. So here is this divisive when you and I talked about this in our first conversation when we were prepping uh, uh, day before yesterday or yesterday, whenever it was. And, you know, I you have you have the left that just hates Donald Trump like it. Nothing unifies the left more than their hatred of Donald Trump. Um, And then you have. The other side, which in certain circles he's viewed as almost like the savior of America, right? Um, right. You know, a, 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 a leader who has shown a love of America that we haven't seen since Ronald Reagan or, you know, and Kennedy, um, uh, that we've had a whole string of maybe presidents that were, were fine aligning with other nations like China more than the United States. But then and then you have the middle sort of like, I don't like, I don't, he's crass. I don't like him. Uh, we should get somebody else to step forward, even though he's still really the de facto leader of the conservatives because he just draws so much stuff. Now, I, as somebody who's talked about right-sizing the ego, I can look at somebody like Donald Trump, who I'm a fan of, by the way. Um, I don't think he's the savior of humanity, but I think he wears his heart on his sleeve when it comes to this country. And I completely appreciate that. And I think he plays a particular role. And one thing, you know, I don't admire his big ego. I think he could, you know, I think he could use a healthy dose of humility, uh, which doesn't seem to come very easy. So I get what they say when they're like, oh, he's a blowhard. And he's got, I would not argue that he doesn't have a big ego because he certainly does. Um, But, you know, he, he's, he represents something. And one thing I admire, I don't know anybody else that could take the arrows from the left. I mean, you've got half the country or more projecting all of your egoic, uh, you know, uh, all, all your big ego onto him, the, all of your hatred of the other onto him, anybody that doesn't agree with you, he's getting that in spades from projected as a shadow from the one side. And as somebody that's done a fair amount of men's work and I know about shadow, I'm like, God dang, that guy, he's got balls, man. He's got guts. I don't think I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't have that many people hate me. I think it would start to chip away at my spiritual work. You know, it would just, it would, it would really be hard for, for, to get death threats all the time. And I'm just like, there's a part of me that just deeply admires the role that he has played so well. Um, and I and I recognize that he's divisive. Is he the one to take us into the next thing? I don't know, but I bow and to him as a warrior because I'm like, dude, I don't know who else could have done what you did and played that role and been so misunderstood 
Uh, but I, I, I stopped short of the savior thing. I'm like, no, I, I don't, I don't go that we we're saving ourselves. We have to prep ourselves. And I think it's in um, what you said earlier, how we come from a place that's not the ego. And so um, I don't know. I just wanted to give you a chance to, to speak about Donald Trump because uh, you know, he's, he's in the news again, his house just got raided. Uh, and um, yeah. What, what, what are your thoughts on him? Where, where do you land on the spectrum? Uh, and what, what do you think he's, what kind of role do you think he's playing? Yeah, I, I definitely think that uh, you know he was it, it he was chosen for this role from a higher perspective. Mm-hmm. I think he was always meant to play this role, whether it seemed random or not on on the you know on the this physical plane. Uh, I think that that, that this is his purpose. Um, now I, I'm always careful about putting somebody on a pedestal. You know, we we humans we have a challenge with the the savior complex. Yeah, we also have sure. a challenge. We also have a challenge with, uh, you know, making things black and white. There's mm. always going to be gray areas. We need to. And, and, you know, there's a lot of people that are part of this cabal that that, you know, didn't know they had a choice. You know, maybe right. they were brainwashed or whatever. So we need to always think about that. And w- with Trump, you know, I like to uh, I had uh, one particular session, which um, was a. Uh, a very gay, he was a very gay man. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so, um, and, uh, you know, he was not consciously, he didn't necessarily hate Trump, but I'm sure he probably felt a little resentment as, as a, many gay people do right mm-hmm. now, um, towards, towards Donald Trump, because that's what the mainstream media is propagating or pushing on the people. But in that session, hearing his higher self talk about, you know, Donald Trump, and it, you would have thought he was talking about Jesus Christ. Now, mm-hmm. I don't want to trigger people because right. he's not he's not Jesus Christ. I don't believe that. Right. Um, I think it's silly to believe that. But um, and, 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 you know, I have my own beliefs about Jesus Christ as well, which I won't go into. But, right. Uh, right. you know, so uh, but uh, I, I don't think we should be putting anybody on a pedestal and treating them like they're, they're God. Um, yeah. And uh, so but I uh, I think he's a tool. I think he was chosen yeah. by the military because of his connections to these people um, and because he also had a, a strong con- convictions, you know, that the man doesn't drink. Yeah. Uh, so you can't you're not going to be, you know, there's certain things you're not going to be able to, to do. You can, you're not going to be able to blackmail him in that way by getting him drunk or anything like that. So right. so, you know, he was good for that. He also, you know, a lot of people don't understand uh, just because he might have narcissistic traits. Um, not all narcissists are bad. Some narcissists actually figure out they're narcissists and they use that for good. They they use that to, to help, you know, do better things in, in the world. And uh, I strongly believe, like you said, uh, Trump's a patriot. He loves yeah. his country. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think that you know, he has a very specific tool set and we should see him like a tool and, you know, being able, you know, being able to, to trigger the media. Now I know we see triggering. I see triggering as a negative trait. I don't try to purposely try to trigger people Mm -hmm. and not in my life, but for his role and, you know, we needed to, people needed to see the cabal for who they were and by triggering them, you know, by, by trolling them, uh, it began to allow us to see how they reacted to it. Yep. It, you know, it caused them to show to remove their mask, and that's what's really woken a lot of people up. And f- for that purpose, Trump, you know, he's amazing, and I believe he deserves our respect. Now, we might even find out later on that he 
maybe he's got some skeletons in the closet. Maybe he agreed to do this because he didn't want to get prosecuted. I don't know. But that doesn't mean um, he's doing good now. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I respect him for that. He he's even I've even seen him on a number of occasions play with the narcissistic narcissistic thing where he gets a little twink, twinkle in his eye, you know, right. on a golf course right. when they, you know, oh yeah, that, you know, my drive is, you know, that's, that's Tiger Wood. You know, you, he plays it up a little bit too, you know, like yeah. I think he, he knows what his persona is and he doesn't, he doesn't always carry the ego heavily. You know, sometimes he's a little light with it and a little funny with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's you, true. You, you brought up a great point though. Like, I think right now in this awakening, no matter where people are at, it behooves us collectively to not get locked in. Like the ego really wants to see things black and white. My side, not my side. Good, bad. Vaccinated, not vaccinated. Wears a mask, doesn't wear a mask. Um, right. Everything's bifurcated. Um, and that's the ego. The ego's like, you know, yay, no, yes. And I think our our awakening is in the in-between spaces. Our awakening is in those gray areas that are and on the edges where we're like, okay, well, I'm not really quite sure how this is gonna unfold. Cause we're getting into some, you know, when we're talking about white hat perspective, we're talking about disclosure of ETs. Mm-hmm. That's right. knock, knocking at our door. We are in a, I'm not sure how this is going to go. And I, I can't say I know for sure about X, right? Mm-hmm. A bit, Bitcoin is another perfect example. Like you can't say it's not a black and white thing, right? You're, we're, we're nudging into something new that hasn't, that, that is, it's almost like we're, we're, we're starting to lean into a timeline of future that we just vaguely maybe picked up on along, you know, like it's being birthed in our imagination and our ability to let go of these black and white ways where we are Mm -hmm. opposite of one another. So I think that the more that we can soften our confidence in our opinions about everything, whether that's Donald Trump or Bitcoin or ETs, the more that we can be in kind of a, a, a beginner or a novice mystic or beginner's mind where we're sort of, you know, I'm hearing now I hear Matthew talk about this. And this is the maybe the third touch point I've heard about ETs or the now I'm hearing about Bitcoin again. Or maybe this is the second time I've heard about past life regressions. And the first time was really interesting, too. What is that? What is that trying to teach me or bring me forth? Um, um, so, yeah, I just I wanted to not forget that that you brought up a really excellent point about this kind of gray area and it's really fertile ground for humanity right now because the whole thing is a big gray area as we're like unpacking all right yeah yeah because you know at the end of the day the cabal wants us to be in this black and white thinking because that serves their purpose um when we're in that black and white thinking they're still able to manifest the reality that they want so uh whereas i do believe that we are on a a positive timeline now and, and all other negative timelines have collapsed mm-hmm. uh, you know we can still we still need to determine how quickly we want to bring in this new earth type of reality right how yeah. quickly do we want this change to happen do we how how painful do we want it to be how many people need to die in order to bring it in yeah. so um so yeah <laughs> that, that 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 seems to be what the best 
channelers right now are saying too that the 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 other kind of dystopian uh you know deep state is is now lighting up your 27th shot um and making it mandatory like all of those have collapsed um mm -hmm. th those are not possibilities They're, they they flashed on the on the on the screen of consciousness briefly uh to see how many people would buy into it or 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 maybe this is where we're going with confidence um and there's just too many people awakening. And you had said something in a previous conversation. You said, you know, back in 2012, when you did a reading and said, what was the percentage of people that were awake? Now, when you said awake, I'll let you say what that means, because uh, people would say, yeah. well, what, what does that mean? You were saying like it was just under 2%. But now you said I was surprised because I was thinking it was still lower than what you said. But wh where are we at now in terms of like global awakening? And what does it mean exactly? Yeah. So one of the things as an experiment I would ask in my sessions, um, you know, where we're at, because, you know, the, this higher, our higher selves are tapped into the collective consciousness. So I could I could ask the question, how many people are effectively awake, meaning questioning our reality? It doesn't mean they're Trump supporters. Or they're conservatives, or or whatever. But uh, and and in fact, um, just just as a side note, um, I find that that uh, libertarians are closer to their higher selves than, than any other political. <laughs> yeah, I find political. that as well. Yeah, and it seems like the more people wake up, the more they kind of become libertarians. You know, yeah. to each zone to yep. let people you know have their own experience or whatever. But um, so so going back to. Uh, your question um we're we're right now we're we're at uh 60 percent wow, so and, and again that doesn't mean that everybody's fully awake it just means people are starting to question their reality and so you have different levels everybody's at a different level you mm -hmm. know i at one point i when i woke up i went through the whole angry thing i was black and white you know i i i, I even hated trump for a while you know yeah, but, i did too yeah for sure and, yeah. and i knew i had heard in my sessions that trump was um he was going to you know be a part of this uh, awakening so it was a conflict for me you know yeah. I, and, uh, but uh, eventually i i understood that just because somebody can act like an asshole doesn't mean they're a negative person you right. know and that was that i had to learn that that was a new a new thing for me but yeah 60% I think by the time this is all said and done, you know, we, we could be at around 80%. I don't know if we're going to get much higher than that without a military inter intervention. And maybe that's what the military is waiting for. Perhaps right. may maybe sometime around the holidays. This seems to be kind of manifesting right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but well, don't quote me on that because that can change. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I had a similar thing. You know, I, I used to hate Trump too. Um, you know, I was a former liberal and then, as I as my awakening process happened, I moved in. I don't I still don't consider myself a conservative, although some people might say that about me. I, I'm much more libertarian. Libertarians where I found the most freedom, the most people were coming into that camp from left and right, to be honest with mm -hmm. you. So I, I just found that there was more unity in that space. And there was a lot of breathing room there in that in that uh, orientation. Right. So I, I just found a home base there that I could really operate from. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Matthew as much as I did. I think you can hear how Matthew and I have both expanded our perspectives over the past five or 10 years, both of us being brought forth by the divine. I love what Matthew said about truth comes from the higher self. I couldn't agree more. 
And I made this conversation into a two-parter, so I hope you will join Basecamp for part two of our conversation with Matthew Marnitz. We will talk about Bitcoin, ETs, and past lives, and I will share with you how you can work with Matthew if these topics are of interest to you. I know Lisa and I will be doing a couple of his readings as I feel there is extremely useful information to learn here. Thank you, listeners, and we'll see you around the campfire next week. If you find value in our show and wish to show us some love, we are now making that very easy to do. You simply go to www.basecampformen.com and click on Donate Support Basecamp. You'll find an easy way to make either monthly donations for as little as $5 a month, or you can donate just once. We love the monthly donation and hope to build this up over the coming months, but any show of support is greatly appreciated, honestly. Thank you for your support and for helping to keep Basecamp as a resource on your hero's journey. That's our show for today. Men, remember that the story of your life is not yet all told. I'm Tony Rezac, and thank you for listening to Basecamp for Men.